welcome to this podcast from Adelaide Place Baptist Church. We are a community of disciples, apprentices of Jesus, who live and work in the city of Glasgow, and it's our vision to join God in the renewal of all things. Our discipleship to Jesus is for all of our lives, so as well as listening to this podcast, we'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning or get involved in one of our missional communities, which are across the city throughout the week. Our prayer is that you encounter Jesus in some way through this podcast. More information can be found at apbc.net. Advent is a season of light in the darkness. Not a season of darkness and not even a season of light, but light in the darkness and yet in the times that we are in you'd be forgiven for asking the simple question where exactly is the light i caught a podcast uh, going back to reflecting back to 1997 which was the year new labor under tony blair won the election and got into power. I'm not going anywhere political with this, just put your mind at ease. And they were reflecting back on what was going on at that time and contrasting it, looking at opinion polls, if they're to be believed, and how Labour today under Keir Starmer are looking likely, according to many, that they could be in power within a couple of years. Now, people are asking of Keir Starmer, who is he? And What's he all about? But they were thinking back to the time of New Labour and reflecting on the the mood of the nation and contrasting that to the mood of the nation now. Now, for those who are around in 1997 and remember it, for some, probably not the Conservatives, there was quite a buoyant mood of changes coming. Even Oasis, Noel Gallagher at a concert, was introducing uh, seven great people, named six, and the seventh was Tony Blair, uh, to a rapturous applause at a gig they were at. But they were comparing the, the mood of the nation to even what faces whatever government ahead now of being a very different thing. With crisis after crisis, there is a mood palpable for many of despair, of doubt, of a complete lack of something. They call it apathy, they call it many things. It feels like, to me anyway, one of those particular times when I, I think there's a lot of people, and I'm not just thinking politically here, when a lot of people are crying out for what are the alternatives? What is the other way? What are the alternative paths to hope? And the question, where is the light then that we hear of? And as we've been reflecting here over the last couple of weeks, that sort of question is exactly the sort of question that gets asked in a season like Advent. Rewind a couple of millennia. We noted last week that the hope or the hype was not coming from the corridors of power, nor the leaders and movers and shakers of the day, but from the voice of a lonely prophet in the wilderness, Advent's poster boy, John the Baptist. 
The questions were growing rapidly, first about John and then about Jesus as he pointed, as John pointed to Jesus. Who is this guy and what is he all about? Could he be the one that we have been waiting for? And interestingly, John himself in our text we've just heard read from Matthew wasn't entirely sure. Now, John had stuck his neck out. He was in prison. He was in prison for the cause. And yet he sends his disciples asking, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Jesus sends the reply to the disciples. He just doubles down with more of the same kind of response. He says, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Were you hoping for something else, John? The implication from Matthew's gospel account is that even John was anticipating a more kingly king. Now, in their... Day, under occupation, Roman power, they were within their reasonable minds to be thinking when it came to a king of a ruler who might overthrow the Roman citizens. They had their kings from Saul to David and, and a whole line of powerful leaders. There was a group, a political wing, that thought this is going to be a, an overthrow of, of powers. Jesus probes the crowd further. As John's disciples were leaving, I hope they were in earshot. I suspect they were. And three times Jesus asked them, what did you go out to see? First of all, what did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind. If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes. No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, more than a prophet. This is the one, John, about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Jesus affirms the wilderness prophet John as one who got it entirely right about Jesus, the Messiah. And John himself was called great by um, Jesus. But in the new order, greatness in this kingdom of heaven will be turned on its head. Where is the light? Well, Matthew is saying, you need to know what you're looking for. Sure, one day it will be brilliant, bright and stunning for all to see. But the way of this kingdom of heaven is more of a quiet gentle and yet still subversive small step kind of groove towards that brilliant day. In fact, greatness in the kingdom of heaven is easily missed by a world that loves power, money, celebrity and selfish ambition. Greatness in the kingdom of heaven is also easily missed by a church when it loves power money, celebrity, and selfish ambition. You've got to know what you are looking for. Maybe the light 
has come and maybe the light does come to us, will come to us this year in smaller or surprising glimpses of a veiled kind of glory. From a marginal voice like John's, one that's easily dismissed from a group, a people that are easily overlooked. Or maybe it's glimpses in family times of those moments in between the strife. For us in our household, I love my family dearly. But the ratio of the frenetic and the stressful times versus the sweet spot moments where we all just hug it out and are in it together and it's all wonderful. The ratio is a little disproportionate. But in those moments where there's just a sweetness of a relationship that is treasured, maybe there, there will be light. For those feeding and sheltering those in need, those with practical needs, physical needs, in the harsh time of year, just meeting those needs, maybe there's something there of the light. Or for the writer or the artist who just finally captures a moment of beauty amidst all of the things they're writing, they finally find a paragraph they're just happy with or they frame something that they're just delighted with that captures a moment of beauty. Or indeed, the personal confession when you realize God isn't in the business of giving up on you even when year after year you've given up on yourself. Where is the light? They were flapping, thinking the king was going to be robed in a particular way and then they found a king who's in his hands with the marginal, or in his hands were, were, were invitations of grace, who's in his hands was, was forgiveness and mercy and gentleness. Where is the light? You will find it right here with the one who went to a cross, with the one who offers healing, forgiveness of sins, and offers us a genuine alternative with a different kind of love that will give and give and give. God is right here. And may his spirit assure us that Christ is not only with us, but entirely for those who will turn to him. Let us meditate on another scripture from Philippians 2. I'm going to read it as a special gift for those who read in the New King James Version. I don't rarely, I rarely read from that. So this is the, the humbled and exalted Christ in Philippians 2. May this be the meditation of our hearts. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross." Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow 
of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen.